This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The honeymoon is definitely over. Now the question is, how serious is the drop in support for the Ford government? It's early in the mandate, and you can interpret that as either a good or a bad sign. Two polls in recent days show a sharp decline in public support. Today's Environics Research poll finds that 75% of respondents believe Doug Ford's PC government is on the wrong track. Specifically, 7 out of 10 Torontonians say they're less likely likely to vote for the PC party in the next election due to its decision to cut hundreds of millions of dollars in funding from Toronto Public Health and other areas. And last Friday, a Polaris Strategic Insights survey reported that 31% of respondents now prefer Andrea Horvath's New Democrats compared to 30%. Remember, they got over 40% in the election. And This is very unscientific, but here on this show, I've started to hear from people who say they have regretted voted voting for Doug Ford. Not exactly scientific. We'd like to hear from you. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we are going to John Capobianco, who is a Tory strategist and political commentator and a senior partner at Fleischman Hillard High Road. Hi, John. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So, uh, are you worried about these polls? Uh, well, look, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm worried about the polls. I, you know, at the end of the day, I've always believed that polls are a snapshot in time. Um, you know, and, and what, what, what we've seen, obviously, is as the premiers had to come out pretty strong pretty early to kind of fix the mess that the Liberals put them in. Um, so, you know, quite frankly, the Liberals were touting that, uh, you know, that they were balanced budget and had surpluses and were spending money like, uh, like we all, you know, we all saw what was in the election platform. And when Premier Ford got elected, uh, he did the responsible thing and did an audit and found out that, in fact, we were $15 billion in debt. Uh, and he, you know, put upon a plan to go out and sort of make sure that 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 money wasn't put onto the onto the backs of our kids and our grandkids and i think that with with that some tough decisions have to be made and and what you're seeing is he's trying to um uh to cut costs and and um uh and uh cut some spending where it's unnecessary um and he's trying to at least maintain some of that and i think so far he's done a pretty good job in bringing that down into uh into lower numbers of of debt and without even it, being a full year of, of office. Well, uh, some people are seeing some of these cuts, especially in Toronto, as extremely punitive. Some people think he has an axe to grind. And, and the biggest issue I know for the mayor is that some of these cuts are retroactive. They were put into place after the city finalized its last budget. There was no heads up to the city saying, for instance, guys, hold on before you finalize your budget because things are going to be happening. Uh, and so people feel that some of it is unduly punitive and some people feel it's kind of helter-skelter. I mean, the, the, that, that uh, you know, it, it's not that well thought through. 
Yeah, and, and I know, and I think that you know certainly given given the opposition to this, and you, you, what you're seeing is a lot of the unions and uh, the union uh, leadership uh, obviously going to the airwaves and, and trying to do what they can to discredit uh, uh, Premier Ford because of course they don't like change and, and anything that involves um, some level of, of cost constraint is going to cause them some problems. And that poll, that union funded poll uh, that you saw with 83% disagreeing with the changes in public health care, I think needs to be taken with a grain of salt. To be honest with you, but because but, it was know, more, because it was commissioned by a union, I mean, do, well, do, you know, the unions will have their own uh, their own questions that they're going to ask, and it's going to be skewed a certain way, and they're going to probably tell uh, you know voters and and folks what what they think are happening. Because quite frankly, what's happened, Libby, is this: the province has cut a very small percentage of public health, um, and and quite frankly, it's up to the city of Toronto to determine how that's being how that's being uh, uh, cut. And when you look at certain things that the city has done over the course of the last little while in the their spending, for example, you know the city spending millions of dollars on watering dead tree stumps, you know hundreds well, that, of thousands you know, of, on that's, car fleets. John, with but respect, those, that's a boondoggle that they acknowledge, and uh, you know. Those types of things on a couple of notes are going to be find, found in the provincial budget as well. Sure. Guaranteed. And that's, and, but, but that's what, that's what the premier is doing. He's looking not only within, but he's also trying to find out elsewhere where he's got control uh, of the spending and trying to say to the various jurisdictions and municipalities, look, you know, we'll give you funding and we'll give you support where you need it, but you also have to look within yourselves and find where there's some administrative costs and overruns that you can cut without going into the core. Right, so there's, so there's right. There's a lot of but... stuff that, we're, that he's trying to do on his own uh, from the provincial perspective, but some of the municipalities have to take some responsibilities themselves as well, Libby. Well, it, it's just, it's very hard from where we it to sort this out because we have the premier saying this is just administrative cuts and then we talk to the mayor who says no way this can be accomplished just with administrative cuts the fact that they're retroactive makes everything very difficult we have some people saying oh toronto public health is run by a bunch of lefties who do uh useless things then then we hear it could be school nutrition programs at risk we have doctors coming out in in support of this i mean uh just, excuse me, looking at the politics of this, is, is this a danger point for the Ford government? Well, it, it certainly anything when, when, you know, when you've had 15 years of liberals, you know, and to be honest, when you've had 15 years of, of spending uh, and, and needless spending and, and, you know, administration growth and all that kind of stuff that's happened over the last little while, um, you, you know, Organizations and and uh, you know various union leaders get used to that kind of that kind of living uh, and that kind of you know operational growth. Um, so I think some tough medicine is needed, and and of course it's not going to be liked at the early stages. But I think, quite frankly, as long as jobs keep keep increasing, the economy keeps getting strong, people will realize that what what the premier is trying to do is he's trying to make sure that we are not you know getting this debt and this this deficit into uh, into future generations and trying to keep it keep it under control it's not to say that this is going to be happening all the time i think it's tough medicine early on because he needs to be able to put some some cost controls in place libby but you know i assure you that once the books get balanced and things are better then i think the, the premier will be able to you know put money back into areas where he might have once uh, cut well, uh, I'm sure he's trying to get this stuff out early so he can give us some goodies before the next election. That's, that's what I would be expecting. Uh, let's take a call from Al in Toronto. Hi, Al. Hello. Uh, hello. Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say that if, uh, 
if Ford wants to uh, get its credibility back, he should lead by example and take a 5% cut along his whole cabinet. I think people might appreciate that a little better. Okay, that's a suggestion. Let's hope he's listening. Thanks for your call. <laughs> I, I, I like him otherwise. <laughs> Can I respond to that? Sure. I think I think what you saw in the budget was exactly that. I think the premiers basically said, "Look, if the minister, uh, if the ministers can't, you know, get their own departments under uh, under some sort of cost constraints, they'll be taking a pay cut." So he's already he's kind of he's put that onto his ministers to be able to say to them, you know, look, there's there's goals that you have to reach, and if you don't reach them, then you're going to be suffering a pay cut. So I think that's exactly what he's trying to do is he's trying to say, look, I'm I'm you know I'm taking the tough medicine myself before I give it out to anybody else. Okay, let's hear from Diane in Toronto. Hi, Diane. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, we elected uh, Premier Ford. Uh, we knew he had to tighten the belt because things were out of control. But I think this latest poll is influenced more so by the rhetoric coming from uh, the people at City Hall, particularly uh, Mayor Tory. Uh, the mayor goes on TV and he says uh, the nutrition programs are going to be cut, the vaccine programs are going to be cut, the little kids won't be able to get their teeth fixed. Phone your MPP, write to your MPP. Christine Elliott gets on the TV assuring everyone the nutrition programs will continue, vaccines will continue and so on. And then, again, Mayor Tory gets on there with the same spiel. Now, we've come to the conclusion this is not about Ford, but his his really support for the Liberal Party and for Justin Trudeau. Well, I, I don't think... Uh, John Tory used to be the head of the, of the same party that Doug Ford now had, so I don't think uh, that he's a card-carrying Liberal. That's for sure not. But, Diane, thanks for your perspective. Let's go to Marissa in Caledon. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Libby, and thank you for taking my call. I just want to say that I disagree 120% with what I've heard on your show thus far regarding Doug Ford. Uh, regardless if you voted or didn't vote for him, I attended the rally at um, Queen's Park on the 30th of April, and there are a lot of people, young and old, rich and poor, who are, are against his cuts. He came into power on um, um, on the For the People platform, and thus far, it's very difficult to see what exactly he is doing for the people, for uh, students. I met nurses there. I met paramedics there. Um, uh, no. I, I, I hear you. Um, I'm going to let John Capobianco respond to you. Marissa, thank you very much for your perspective. We appreciate it. John, uh, yeah. we're wrapping things up. So w- what are you saying to people like Marissa? Well, and, and firstly, let me acknowledge the fact that, you know, Marissa, um, and I appreciate her, her comments and her views and, and the fact that she's been able to, you know, obviously voice them at, at protests and whatnot, which is which is everybody's right. I think the key thing here is that, look, you know, some people will disagree with, with the way that the Premier is, is trying to do things, um, but the, the, he's acknowledged from the very beginning that he wants to bring fiscal respo- restraint and accountability back. In fact, he was elected on that. Um, and you're seeing that happen and coming, you know, it's, it's coming to fruition. And yes, 
you're going to get some mayors and Mayor Tory and others who are going to disagree, and they're going to put their own spin on where they think the money is coming from. But you know, if the pre- if the minister and the premier get out there and they basically say your 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 funding for dental care is not going to be hit, you know, you're not going to be you know education, you're not be, you know if teachers aren't being fired. Um, they're trying to do their thing to try to cut and enforce municipalities and other organizations to look at some of the over- administrative wastes first and foremost before anything else is happening. And I think that's where people will understand over the course of the next little while what the Premier's intention is. Okay. John Capobianca, thanks, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, this is obviously going to be an ongoing story. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Libby. Okay. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.